Hi, and welcome to a Novel Ending Podcast. We're your hosts, Joanna and Kat. We chat about all things revisions, the fun stuff, the not-so-fun stuff, and the seriously, I've written like 10 novels now, why doesn't this get any easier stuff? Join us while we share our enthusiasm and tips to help you tackle your next draft before it tackles you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our December bonus episode. I hope everyone has had some fun with the holiday spirit. We are going to be talking today about planning your year ahead. But first, a question of the day. Also, I can't believe 2024 is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Feels crazy. So question of the day, would you rather go to a writing retreat or a writing conference? All expenses paid. Ooh, all expenses paid. I'm going to say that the conference is probably more expensive, but I would pick the retreat. Mm-hmm. Maybe I always would have picked the retreat. It's possible that earlier on in my writing life, I would have picked the conference to soak up the knowledge and inspiration. But I definitely value um, the time at this point more than anything else. What about you? Yes, I'm the same. I definitely just need more time mm-hmm. to write. If I could just have a whole year, <laughs> that is a writing retreat. That would be splendid. <laughs> 2024 <laughs> <So much> goals. <laughs> writing retreat. Just ignore all other life and go on a writing retreat. Yep. <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit about how you can break down your goals different ways. Not suggesting you do all of these things because you will definitely be overwhelmed if you try to do them all. But how you can break down how to set a goal and then some kind of ideas that you can set as goals. First, I tend to like to break down my goals by project, I think, or month. Um, That's what I use the most, or I do them both. So I'll do like, what project do I want to work on this month? So I like to loosely plan the next couple things that I want to work on. Oftentimes, because there's something I really want to work on, like the new idea, but I can't just drop everything and work on that. So I'll be like, okay, well, this month, if I get this done, and next month, if I get this done, then that third month, I can do what I really want to do. So that's one way that I go about it. And do you do the whole year? Like no. In okay. No, I, well, I have done the whole year. As an indie author, I have planned out the whole year. When I am actively publishing, I will plan out the whole year and know what projects. And okay, so this is an aside, I guess, a little bit, but I do have a multi-year like these projects in this year, but I don't break them down a lot because things change and things get pushed back or I'll swap things. So I will have a loose idea of the next chunk of time, but I'm looking at the next few months more specifically. Also, then you know what's happening in your life and what you have to work around in the next few months. Yeah, that's the trick. Yeah. How do you tend to plan? Yeah, as far as projects go for like the year, I will loosely plan out my year. And I try to be realistic. I think a lot of writers tend to have like, you know, the dream goals of I'm going to write five novels this year. It's like, <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> I wish I could do that. So I will be realistic, but then I'll also have like a little bit of a stretch goal. So for instance, my goals for 2024 is I want to finish drafting and revise a middle grade thriller and 
an adult fantasy. So two. And typically in the past couple years, I've only gotten one project polished in a year. So you want to not only draft it, but you also want to polish it, both of them. I've started drafting. So I have a little momentum going into 2024. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping to take like the first part of 2024 to finish drafting and then revise and polish. Mm -hmm. We'll see. So do you do daily word counts? That's another way a lot. I'm sure people who are listening to this podcast have heard plenty of authors talk about daily word counts. This is not something I do. I have never counted my words. Maybe I will like count by chapter or scene, or I'll like want to get to a stopping point that way. Like I'll try to get to the end of the chapter if I can. But daily word counts, a lot of people plan out daily word counts and try to stick to those. What about you? I do not do daily word counts because I find how much time I have to write changes every single day just because I have kids and my schedule's all over the place. But also, you know, you just have those days where say you have an hour on Tuesday, an hour on Wednesday. On Tuesday, I might write 10 words because like the thoughts just aren't flowing that day. And then on Wednesday, I'll write like 2000 Mm -hmm. in that hour. So daily word counts to me don't seem helpful. Instead of daily word counts or projects by month, sometimes I've known authors who pick a focus for a year. Like this year, I want my characters to be better. I want to delve into the craft of characters and really focus on that aspect of writing and see strides from the beginning of the year to the end of the year or, you know, description or action scenes, just kind of identifying um, something that they don't feel as strong already in and really taking some time to dig deep there. I also think a lot of writing is about, you know, getting your butt in the chair, writing the actual novel, but there's so much more that authors have to go through as far as marketing your books, querying your books or going on Mm -hmm. on sub working with agents and editors and critique partners, being on social media and like where you show up on social media and how that looks like. So that could be a focus. Yeah, that could be a focus too. Like this year I'm going to focus on social media Mm -hmm. or this year I'm going to focus on querying. Yeah. And you can even break it down by season being like, okay, I tend to have a really busy summer. So in summer, I'm going to take a break from writing, but maybe try to, you know, work on my website Mm -hmm. this summer or something like that. Something you can do with more distractions too if kids are running around the house. Yeah. Not that everyone has kids running around the house, but (laughs) yeah. So I know that some people tend to pick a word for the year. So instead of making like resolutions or goals, Mm. they're like, my word this year is going to be like, productivity and everything I'm going to do, I'm going to make sure aligns with that word. And I I have done like a word of the year before with various success, but I've never actually done one with regards to like writing. So like my writing is going to be like this word. Have you ever done that? I've done word of the year plenty, but never with writing. Maybe writing has been included. Usually for me, the word of the year is about like an intent like simplify or something like my intent for the year is to slow down or simplify or something like that. So a lot of the times it's more abstract for me that way. But no, I've never done an actual word of the year for writing. I might try it for 2024. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what my word would be. But I can kind of relate back to like character. 
you know, like a focus like that too. Yeah. And mm-hmm. intent about where you want to go. Yeah. The question then, once you've set some goals, is how do you get it done? How do you keep yourself accountable to meet your goals? Honestly, I feel like I'm not great in this area. I You need a coupon book. I need a for, coupon book. I tend to do the, you know, college paper strategy where you're given two months to write the college paper and then you wait until the week before and do it. So I feel like I give myself deadlines, but then I'm really bad at pacing it out and then just do it all the week before and stay up late and then end up making myself sick. Okay. <laughs> so. I need to get better. Do you have any good strategies? Um, I will schedule. I will try to schedule some things weekly. So I guess my planning strategy is to like look big picture with projects and then to look small at smaller pieces the closer that the timeline shrinks, right? So, you know, what do I need to get done this week if I want to hit my ultimate goal? Sometimes, okay, usually I get a little bit behind in my what I want to do in a week. So then that's when I say, oh, I should probably go on a writing retreat and catch up. Writing retreats are amazing for catching up, getting ahead, Mm -hmm. creating momentum. Right. Have you ever applied for a residency? I've heard a lot about this lately from people, and I've never done it myself. I don't know that I would do it. I feel like it's too long to be gone, but also you get a lot done. Yeah. A residency, and we live in Wisconsin, and we have a really great residency program. And I feel like a lot of states do offer residencies. I think there's a lot of private organizations or like facilities that do it also. Yeah, like retreat centers Mm -hmm. that offer residencies through their Mm -hmm. center. Yeah, and it's one of those things I would love it so much, but I'm just at a time in my life where I just can't be away for that long. I would love it so much if everyone else's life was put on pause. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I feel like if I was gone for two weeks or three weeks, there's too much I'd miss with my kids. I wouldn't want to. And I wouldn't want to be calling every day for updates because then that breaks the whole flow too. Yeah. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Mm -hmm. Sort of speaking to our last bonus episode for November, if no one gifts you a coupon book, you can plan for rewards to motivate yourself. And remember to be kind to yourself if you don't get it done. Just start over the next week. Mm -hmm. Don't beat yourself up for it. Yeah. And I'm a big proponent of rewarding what might seem like, quote unquote, the small moments too. So even writing or revising a chapter, and it doesn't have to be like a huge, like, I'm going out to the fancy sushi dinner, you know, I finished a chapter, but something small, like Mm -hmm. treating yourself to, you know, something at your local coffee shop or a little Mm -hmm. baked good or something like that. Taking a few days off to rest your brain, especially if it's been something that's been hard a kind of a hurdle that you had to get over or something you weren't really excited about doing and you pushed yourself through it or letting yourself read a book instead of think about what you have to do next. Mm -hmm. So moving sort of to setting goals as far as continuing education goes. So we sort of talked about picking a focus if you wanted to like develop in a certain area of craft or just think about that more through the year, but specifically and actively If you are interested in doing some continuing education in 2024, and particularly if you don't know where to go to find conferences or books or things like that, we have some lists that have been on our radar to share with you. 
I personally, well, we've both definitely been to plenty of SCBWI conferences. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say what that stands for? Inclusive? Society of Children's Books, Writers, and Illustrators. And they tend to have regional conferences, webinars, and national conferences. Have you ever been to a national conference? I have. When I lived in LA, okay. I went to the summer conference. Yeah, I went to, I wonder if we were there at the same time. Wouldn't that have been weird? Oh, that would have been really weird. Um, I went to the LA conference once and the New York I think I've been once. to Winter one too. Yeah, yeah. New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've also been to the Writer's Digest Conference in New York. I've always wanted to go to the AWP, but have never. What does that stand for? That's a good question. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I've heard of that one. They have more industry things. It's bigger than just writing. And I think there's a lot of panels and it is, let's see, I'm going to look it up here. Association of Writers and Writing Programs. So they do that once a year at different cities around the U.S. Um, 20 Books to 50K is something that's recently been on my radar, and they do a conference this year. Might have already happened. Oh, it will be by December. It will have happened. And that also is sort of, I think, geared for indie. If you're an indie writer, indie pubbing. So I would believe there's some craft sessions, but also some business sessions and marketing sessions and things like that. Yeah, and I had mentioned RWA used to be really big, and Kat reminded me that things kind of blew up for them a while back. I know that some of their chapters have split off into new organizations. I thought I had heard that they had new leadership takeover, and definitely online seems like they still have a lot of stuff going on. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so that would be the Romance Writers of America if you're a romance writer. Yeah, and if you write kidlit i think specifically like ya middle grade these conferences are good but y'all fest so like y'all like hey y'all <laughs> i don't know it's like ya ll fest like ya comma ll or like I think, y'all i don't think so i think you're right but maybe it, it started yeah i don't know yeah mm-hmm. and then right on con is another newer one but there are dozens and dozens of more conferences that are offered, and a lot of them do have like a virtual component to it. So you can just Google, and especially if you tend to write, you know, more genre. So if you write mystery, I think there's mystery conferences or sci-fi conferences. I know there are a bunch. And conventions, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like- where it's more like, so conference to me means you're doing a lot of like sessions where you're learning and hearing someone speak. And conventions probably have some of that also, or panels maybe, mm-hmm. and a lot of author tables that you can like walk around and talk to authors, right? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like San Diego Comic Con has tons of mm-hmm. author panels. Like I saw Lainey Taylor there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. A lot of those, especially since COVID, do have an online option. But also, I've recently discovered some of my favorite authors offer an online course that is sort of an ongoing thing that you can sign up for. Adrienne Young does something called Writing with the Soul, and that sells out pretty quickly when she opens it up for admission. And Nina LaCour does something called The Slow Novel Lab, which is sort of a work-at-your-own-pace. You can get the videos and work at your own pace along with her do you that's a really cool concept yeah i like that Mm -hmm. so the two 
And I, I haven't done any of these, but I love all of the authors, including the two that Joanna just mentioned. But Susan Denard just redid her online courses and is re-releasing them. And she writes my absolute favorite writing newsletter. Like her craft advice is just out of this world and wonderful. So I'm sure her courses are fantastic. And also Maggie Steve Otter has an online seminar that you can like purchase and go through at your own pace too. And her mm-hmm. writing is is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Some of my favorite craft books, if you just want to read your way through some of this kind of thing, is Wired for Story. I should have wrote, written down the authors of these. They're over on my shelf. But Wired for Story, Hooked, and Save the Cat. Yeah, we'll have links to all of this stuff in the show notes too. So authors and everything. Do you have any favorite craft books? I actually have a hard time reading craft books. I... So those are some that I felt like were quicker and easier to digest. Mm-hmm. I really like all three of these. There weren't any that I felt strongly enough to add. I think my thing with craft books is I tend to walk away with like one or two helpful bits of advice, but I haven't found any where like the whole book really got me. Well, I think that's also partially because you have been to so many conferences. Mm. So you've collected a lot of that knowledge as you went to. But if you aren't someone who has been to any conferences and you don't have the budget to go to any conferences or there are none near you, I think now there's a lot more online that you can do. Where I think when we started writing, there wasn't as much offered online. But then you pick up a book if you have a $25 budget. Mm -hmm. Sometimes local libraries will offer groups or the SCBWI will often have programs in your area too for things like that. Mm -hmm. Free free ones for the local people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and something else you can do to improve your craft is by listening to some uh, crafty podcasts, including a novel ending. A novel <laughs> ending. <laughs> but on top of that, I've also listened to and enjoyed Publish Her, the Publish Her podcast, and On the Right Track might be some of my favorite conversations with authors have maybe happened on On the Right Track, right being W-R-I-T-E. That one's pretty new too. Sometimes when I open up a new podcast and they have a hundred episodes I'm a little overwhelmed about where to start or you know I feel like maybe because I'm such a reader I feel like I have to go from start to finish and I have to finish Mm -hmm. which is not really necessarily how podcasts work you can look at the title and see what you want to listen to but um, yeah what about you yeah some favorites yeah two of my favorite writing ones are writing excuses that's a small group of authors and their episodes are really short. So like 15 minutes, they'll come together and talk about different craft things. As far as like craft goes, that's my go-to. And this one might be a little bit unconventional, but script notes. So that's specifically a screenwriting one. It's by John August who wrote Big Fish, uh, the new live action Aladdin among a whole other slew of scripts and Craig Mazin, who is most well known for Chernobyl and The Last of Us HBO shows. But it's one of those things where I fully believe that you can improve your book writing craft by learning about 
other types of writing craft. Because there are things in screenwriting that do carry through to books. Like they talk about dialogue a lot and characters and motivation and stakes and stuff. And that's all stuff that you need in novels too. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the most expensive way besides going to get your MFA for continuing education is um, freelance editors. But this can be, this for me has been um, when I, you know, 20 years ago, really helped me when I had less time and I wanted more specific help with a particular manuscript where the, you know, the learning of the subject wasn't broad. It was very specific and catered. Yeah. And then as far as, you know, setting goals that involve kind of a community aspect. So you're like writing group of friends or critique partners, things like that. There are a number of things you can plan out for your year that, you know, will help increase your like writing circle, I guess. It is a very lonely thing sometimes, a very solitary Mm -hmm. endeavor, but to have people to talk to and to hash story ideas out with can really help. So if you don't have a writing community, I would suggest you try to find some people. You can do that by attending conferences and workshops or on social media of your preference. Because we came up in the SCBWI, they will put critique partners together to form crit groups. So that can be a way of doing it in a more local way also. Yeah, and... I met a lot of my writing groups through mentorship programs. I know a lot of the big ones like Pitch Wars and Author Mentor Match, which is the one I was involved with, they aren't around anymore just because they are so time intensive. But there are a bunch of other mentorship programs. Again, that's something you can Google to see what's out there. But that's a good way to connect with other writers who are often kind of at your same level, like you're all you know, have your craft down, but are just waiting to get the agent or kind of at the same stage in your like writing journey. Well, sometimes some of those organizations, I think too, like maybe 20 books to 50K and maybe like, I think RWA used to do this. They would have a mentorship program. I think SCBWI used to do this where you would apply and an author who was further along in their career would one-on-one mentor you also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, I would say like finding your writing community, it's definitely the hardest one to make happen sometimes, but I would say it's the most invaluable out of mm-hmm. any of these really because, yeah, my writing friends, I talk to almost, no, I talk to daily like, <laughs> way more than my family, <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. So join us after the new year for a new series titled Revising for Clarity. Until then, have really good holidays and we'll catch you in 2024. Thanks for listening to another episode of A Novel Ending Podcast. If you're a fan of the show, please help us spread the word by leaving a rating and review and by sharing this episode with your community. And make sure to check out our website, anovelending.com, to learn more about what other services we offer. Happy revising! Happy revising!